0: And calling all cars, attention all cars. Watch for all automobiles bearing Florida license plates. Have just received a tip that the Dillinger gang has arrived in Tucson. Take no chances, the boys. They are armed and dangerous. And that's all. Ladies and gentlemen, the exacting and often hazardous duties of your police and firemen demand that the automotive equipment they use deliver sparkling, dependable performance. When life or death may be a matter of a split second, their gasoline must be good. Instant start. Unlimited power. Quick getaway night and day. That's why we are so proud to say that more police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and motorcycles in Southern California and Arizona are powered with Rio Grande Cracks than all other brands combined. Remember, this gasoline is exactly the same as that which you can buy at any Rio Grande service station. Nothing is added. If you are now a user of Rio Grande Cracks with Tetra Apple, then you know what cracked performance means. If you are not, then try a tank full tomorrow and enjoy the smooth, effortless, 100% performance required by police and fire departments. Rio Grande cracked with Sephora Ethel costs you no more. Ladies and gentlemen, Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Good evening, friends. The members of your police department are second to none in the world in handling a revolver. They are trained to shoot with the maximum amount of accuracy because we want the world to know that Los Angeles is a hot spot for desperate criminals. Tonight, we bring you the story of John Dillinger, America's number one criminal who roams at large in the Middle West. It is just such desperados as Dillinger that we are prepared to meet. I have selected this story because it illustrates a timely warning to the citizens of this country that they must have trained law enforcement officers, honest and fearless, and that they, the citizens, must support their police. I asked Chief Wallard of Tucson, Arizona, to come here as my guest because his work in capturing John Dillinger and his gang is an outstanding example of police diligence and alertness. Chief Wallard, will you address the radio listeners? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I feel highly honored that Chief Davis has selected, as one of his cases to be dramatized on this splendid program, the activities of the men of the Tucson Police Force in capturing the notorious Dillinger gang. And I also feel it an honor that chief Davis has asked me to appear on this program with him. However, I am acting only as a representative of those fine boys who work with me. Although I had my part in directing their activities, too much praise cannot be given to the intelligence and bravery of those police officers who did their duty unflinchingly when asked to track down the ruthless and lawless band of men we had to deal with. It is peace officers like these boys of mine and like these officers of Keith Davis that make Los Angeles and Tucson such pleasant places for you citizens to live in. I won't take any further time to tell you about the capture of the villager mob. You're about to hear the story just as it occurred. As I know that you're eager for the play to begin, I'll turn the microphone over to Frederick Lindley, who will carry on with the story. Thank you, Chief Waller. September 26, 1933. Under a hail of machine gun bullets, Charles Mickley, Jerry Pierpont and Russell Clark, accompanied by seven other convicts, Escape from the Indiana State Penitentiary. As the ten desperate criminals disappear into the mists of early morning, all Indiana awakens to a reign of terror. Two days later in Lima, Ohio. Are you the sheriff? Yeah. You're holding John Doones, here? Yeah. Well, we come to get him. Who are you? Officer from Michigan City, Indiana. He's wanted there. Uh, you'll have to show me your credentials. Here's our credentials. Oh. Terror spreads throughout the Middle West. Hysterical fear mounts. Not since the days when Jesse James rode the prairie. Have respectable citizens lived in such mortal dread of a ruthless outlaw. Dillinger is loose. Indianapolis. $21,000 taken from the Massachusetts Avenue Bank. New Carlisle, Ohio. Sanders takes $53,000 from New Carlisle Bank in daring daylight robbery. Carroll, Pennsylvania. Hold up a barrel bank. Lost $24,000. Daleville, Indiana. holds up a glass of $3,500. Ontario, Indiana. Bank, Racine, Wisconsin, hold up the American Bank and Trust Company, lost $27,000, Green Hustle, Indiana, $74,000 bank robber, East Chicago, hold up the First National Bank, $20,000 stolen, one policeman murdered, such is the list of crimes attributed to the Dillinger mob, federal authorities combined forces with state and local peace officers. roads are blocked, The militia is called out. Then, as suddenly as it began, the reign of terror ends. Peace once more is restored in the Middle West. The scattered nerves of farmer, merchant, and banker gradually return to normal. Dillinger seems to have disappeared from the face of the earth. A pale desert moon casts its transparent coverlet over the jagged crest of Mount Lemon. From a sandy wash, a coyote howls at the silent horror that broods above him, thrusting its spiny arms toward the star-speckled velvet dome overhead. Across this scene of beautiful desolation comes a discordant note, a timid popular song played by a three-piece orchestra in a desert roadhouse. The place is a few miles from Tucson, Arizona. It is the night of January 24,
1: 1934.
0: Uh, uh, you know, well, this isn't a bad town. It's a friend, you know, to find a night nice spot like this out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it's all right. Well I'll sure be glad to get into that sales meeting in LA. You know, I, I get the jitters out in this country. Why you liable to wake up any morning with a with a rattlesnake in bed with oh, you? Oh no, that's a lot of fuss. Why all the rattlesnakes are sleeping in the weather? Winter, winter. <laughs> How would a rattlesnake know this was winter? <laughs> Wild X freeze fifth collars today while I was making my call. If this is winter, then L.A. was in the Arctic circle. Well, you don't need to worry about the slings, Harry. Just have another shot of this. Not a bad uh, It's not a bad idea at all. Well, <clears throat> it's the bigger and better sail. Yeah, at least better than last year. <laughs> yeah, pardon me, boys. Can I buy you a little drink? Why, sure. That's fine. What do you have? Well, give me another highball. eh? What about your turn here? Oh, make my mistake. Hey, bartender. Yeah. Two highballs and one straight. That's yes, sir. Pardon me for butting in like this, but I'm a stranger in town here. couple of all all right mugs to me. Geez, what a clummy joint this is. <laughs> Look at that thing they call an orchestra. Why, if there's spots back in Shai, you can. you ever been in Shai? If I ever visit in Chicago, say. Why, I've got one of the well, That's a great town, Shai. But they really do sing. Talamine's got a cooking racket back there, and he's making a million. Now, that's the sort of racket to be in. Something on us where you scare the dough out of the suckers. I don't like bump offs very much. He's bad wherever I suppose. Say, when you listen to that, he's to of fellows. He's a tough guy. He's probably handling a line of kids' shoes out of busy Yeah. (laughs) What's the answer father that? Well, what was that you were saying? My father and me was just agreeing that you're right. We don't care much for the bump off job of ourselves. Yeah. What's your racket? Uh, uh my uh, soup. Yeah. Sure. Well, I'm a banker myself. Yeah, right. Sure. Sure. Well, I don't like to work with soup. Takes too much time to get into the safe. Such a fuse. I just walk in and stick them up. It's quicker and cleaner unless you have to turn the heat on somebody. Yeah, that's right, but you know, you get more out of the way. Well, maybe. Let's have another drink. Yeah. By the time the desert moon has stepped, the two salesmen and their new friend have exchanged many confidences. On the way into Tucson, Clark, the man who prefers picking up banks to blowing them up, discovers that they are all staying at the Congress Hotel. He invites the salesman to his room for a nightcap. Sure, things got a little hot back here, so I came out of here with a couple of pals until it cooled off. Uh, figuring on any stick upside here? No, are you? Maybe. you damn fool to try Yeah, why? There there's only two roads out of Arizona. And every Indian wood picker knows the country better than you do. We can never make a getaway. Yeah, maybe you're right. Say, I, I got some new equipment here. Like you see it? Course, Just a minute before I open up this dress. look at that. See, that's a real
1: thing,
0: isn't it? Yeah, it is. Here's a new super caliber machine gun, it takes a thirty-five point one. Gee, uh, that's that's quite a weapon, isn't it? Weapon. <laughs> okay, it is. this baby's dynamite. Rip a hole in your brig and up the giant truck. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, I think we better be getting to bed. It's pretty late. Well, just hurry, Charlie'll be here soon. Uh, who's who's Charlie? He's my partner. You ought to see him handle a sort of shotgun. Yeah, no thanks. I I think we better get to bed. Uh, glad to meet you, pal. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be an honest. That is, Harry. That guy's a real thing. Uh, he ain't kidding. Me. You're telling me? <laughs> we better report him to the police. Well, let's not be in too big a to hurry. After all, he hasn't done anything to us. Maybe some kind of a big gangster, the priest or something. Yeah, maybe, but let's not be too hasty. We can talk about it tomorrow. All right, Colonel. Early the following morning, while the guests in the hotel are still asleep, fire is discovered in the dining room, looking upward from the heating plant in the basement. The telephone operator on duty calls the fire department. And then, with heavy smoke swirling along her switchboard, she sticks to her phone. Hello! no, This is
1: the operator downstairs. The no hotel's on fire. Get out at once. Hello? Yes, that smoke is smell. The no hotel's on fire. You're <laughs> 16. No hotel's on fire. Get out. Hello? Hello? Not all of
0: them. The fire just just got out. I can't get anyone now. Get outside, Mary. I'll to go to the building. Through the efforts of the brave telephone girl and the dining room manager who discovered the fire, all the guests are safely removed from the hotel. Every chief of fire equipment in Tucson responds to the call. And thousands of citizens on their way to work press against the hastily rigged guard ropes. Inside the line, schemately, his partner, watch the building burn. <laughs> some caps out of that room. You're telling me? But how? If that ammunition never starts popping, it's the payoff. Yeah. But if you think I'm going to pay you, screw Wait a minute. I got an idea. Are those bags all locked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll get one of the firemen. Hey, buddy.
1: What are
0: you I got a couple of bags up there in the room that got to get out. They got valuable uh, papers in them. Well, I can't get them for you now. I got others. Wait a minute. That ladder over there is up against the window of my room. All you got to do is go up there, get the stuff, and come down. There's ten bucks in it for you. Well, okay, I'll see what I can do. right. right. The firemen retrieved Clark and Nakely's arsenal, and in the confusion of reclaiming possessions after the fire has been put out, the two bandits get some of the clothing of the salesman. Clark and Maitley rent a house on 2nd Avenue. And the salesman placed Clark there. After they have regained their property, Clark questions them. Say, hey, boys. Well, in my mind, we had quite a little talk the other night before the fire. Why, why, yes. We had some drinks and talked a while. And what did I say? Oh, well, nothing much. We, we just talked. Well, listen, boys. Get this straight. But whatever it is, it'll be healthier for you to forget it. Get me? Why? Why? You are. But there was nothing. For me, ah, just... Don't show me up on me. Just get this straight, please. I'm a winter visitor. Out here for a vacation and nothing more. Get it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: by the threat behind Clark's statement, the salesman reports the incident to patrolman Terry Leslie, who relays the information to the chief. Chief Waller calls traffic Captain Jay Smith and Detective Dallas Ford into his office and explains the tip to them. From the description Leslie got, I think these men are members of that Dillinger mob The description tells of the circulars we out got here from Indiana. Now here's the address. 927 North 2nd Avenue. I want you to stake out the joint. Don't go into the house. These men are heavily armed. Wait until they come out. And pick them up away from the house. And if you have to shoot, shoot to kill. The officers stake out the 2nd Avenue house. And after a little wait, Makeley leaves the house and drives downtown in a car bearing a Florida license. He is arrested with a companion who gives her name as Bernice Thompson, as they are purchasing a radio. Indignant, Makeley is brought before the chief. Look here, chief, this is an outrage. Right. Here's my card. I'm J. C. Davies. I'm in business down in Florida. I came over here to your city to spend the winter. My first week in town, I've been picked up by your men. I demand that you release me at once. Well, I'm very sorry, Mr. Davies. Possibly it's a case of mistaken identity. Well, indeed it is. Why, I I have all sorts of identification. Well, naturally, Mr. Davies, you won't object to having your fingerprints taken so that we can clear up this unfortunate matter. That isn't necessary, Chief. If you'll just send one of your men over to my house, why, why I'll clear, I'll make my identity known in no time. Yes, but Mr. Davies... If you plan to spend the winter with us here, and you resemble so closely the man we're looking for, your fingerprints would give you a clean bill of health, so to speak, and you wouldn't be annoyed anymore. It isn't necessary, Chief. I can identify myself. Well, now, meekly, you won't have to try, because we're fingerprinting you right now. <laughs> see fingerprints establish him beyond a shadow of a doubt as the wanted make Realizing now that he's on the trail of the Dillinger mob, Chief Wallace sends officers Ford, Foreman and Iman to watch for the other men in the second street house. They wait for several hours, cautioning of the house and no one appears. Say, hey, I'm getting tired of this waiting around. I got a they're in there and I'm going to find out for sure. Better go through, ship. These guys are no gas station bandits. They mean business. Well, i got a plan I think will work. Look, I'm going to ask for A. Long. That's the name this other guy goes by. I'll tell him I'm a special delivery messenger. Now, you guys keep your eyes on me, and if I get in, you follow right after me. You're taking a big chance, Yeah, I know it, Frank. But I don't hack to sit out here all day doing nothing. Well, okay. We'll be right behind you. All right. Here goes. <coughs> What is it? Does Mr. A. Long live here? Yes. I've got a special delivery letter for him. Oh, well, give it to me. I'll give no, it No, I have to deliver it to him in person. Well, you can't. Don't close that door on me. Say, so get your foot out of that door. Open up. Come on, boys. Who up, at the pole? Well, keep the other guy down. I'll take care of him. Who's about get those guys? Oh, yeah? That's ah. well, got it right ahead of He Can't use it. Clamp the door, eh? Oh!
1: Don't the door!
0: Didn't know you were making such a big guy, did you, Hopper? I'll finish you off as soon as I get over to that bed where I left the gas. Holy crap, I'm coming. Thanks,
1: fella.
0: I guess that pistol weapon will keep him quiet for, for a
1: while. I'm
0: afraid not, lady. He's just sleeping for a while. But you nearly took my finger off when you slammed that door on it. wish we would taken your head off. Well, no, that's no way to talk, sister, because it won't do a bit of good. You're coming along to the station house with that's just the same. Dark, still unconscious, is taken to the police station where his shoes are dressed, and he is identified by Mark Robbins, identification expert of the Tucson Police Department. Jordan, the opposite, Clark, is taken to his cell. Motorcycle patrolman Earl Nolan brings the chief a piece of information. What is it, Nolan? Hey, the car these guys drove had a Florida license plate, didn't it? That's right. It was a 1934 model. Well, listen, chief. the other night I was talking to a guy who was driving a brand new sedan that had a Florida plate. Where was it? At a tourist camp on 6th Avenue. Well, get right out there, right away, and see if you can find it. Oh. Accompanied by officers Jay Smith, Frank Iman, and Kenneth Mullaney, no one races to the tourist camp, just as the car bearing the Florida plate, loaded with luggage, is leaving the place.
1: The police car pulls up alongside of it.
0: All right, pull over, buddy. What's the trouble? Oh, no trouble. I'm sorry to have to bother you, but I'll have to ask you to come to the police station with me. What for? I haven't done anything. Oh, I know you haven't, but... Well, it's the chief's orders that all out-of-state licenses have to be checked. Oh, I see. She's pretty cranky about it, so you better come along with me. Well, can't you get the place here? Oh, I'm sorry. The chief's orders to bring in all out-of-state cars. It's totally a formality. It won't take you ten minutes. Very well, then. Want to hop in the back and ride with me? Oh, all right. Sure. Unsuspecting, Pierpont, the third of the gang, allows himself to be led into Chief Waller's office. Just inside the door, he sees Clark and Makeley's luggage. What do you mean? He's got a gun. Here's one. Yeah, he's got a gun all right, Frank. But I got a hammerlock on him and it's pointing into his own rib. I'll fix him to the rest, there, I'll tell you. Here's the other one, sir. yes, no, sir. Okay. Now, give me that gun No! Don't have to stake my race. Hey, look here. You got the wrong guy. Yeah, we've heard that already today. I don't think there's much doubt about who you are, Pierpont. Okay. Uh, there's your glasses on the floor. Oh, you can have them. What the hell good are they to me now? <laughs> Once more, Chief Wallace places the stakeout on the 2nd Avenue house. This time he sends officers Milo Walker, Mullaney, and James Helen. They have orders to arrest anyone who enters the place. Mullaney hides at one side of the house with a sawed-off shotgun. Walker, armed with a submachine gun, is behind two shrubs at the other side. Helen waits in a parked car some distance away. In the early evening, just as the dusk is deepening into night, a car pulls up across the street from the house. As the officer of the car gets out, Heron follows him across the street. The detective is five steps behind Dillinger when the bandit stopped in his tracks at the sight of blood which had fallen on the porch steps and cross was taken out. Heron steps up to him as Dillinger wheels around, hands in his coat pocket. Put your hands up, Dillinger. What is it? They stick up? No, it's an arrest. Now put him up. Oh, I'm squeezing the trigger. An arrest? What for? What's the crime? Pity just. this justice will be for the time being. Walker! Mulaney! How about that girl in the car over there? No, you don't, Dillinger. Just feel that your ribs. Not if good chance fancy, I'll let you have it. Now, if you don't mind, I'll relieve you of your guns. Huh. Two of them, huh? One on each side. And now, if you lower your hand. All right, all right, come on. I'll cut out the politeness. Put the bracelets on and let's get down to your lousy jail. I won't be there very long anyway, but there isn't a jail in this country strong enough to hold me. Overnight, the names of the brave officers of the Tucson Police Force are household words, the nation over, as the news of the capture of the Gillinson gang is flagged to a relieved nation. Securely locked in the Pima County jail, four criminals threaten and snarl at their capture as Chief Woolard and Sheriff Belton place an extra armed guard of 20 men around the courthouse. By rail and by plane, officials rushed peace from Wisconsin and in Indiana. Each state eager to expedite the men for crimes in their territory. After days of legal complications, Billinger Bill is steered away by plane to Crown Point, Indiana, to for the murder of the patrolman in the East Chicago holdup. A day later, the other three bandits leave by plane for the East, to face trial in Lyme, Ohio for the murder of Sheriff Farber. Ohio Justice swift. Terry Pierpont and Charles Matley have already received mandatory death sentences for the murder of Sheriff Farber and Clark is soon to be
1: tried.
0: But Dillinger has made good his boast. Equipped with a wooden revolver of his own fabrication, Dillinger, a fortnight ago, bluffed his way out of the Lake County jail in Town Point, Indiana. Once more, the manhunt is on. Once more, the roads throughout the Middle West are blockaded by questioning officers. Once more, peaceable citizens chased with terror. Once more, the crowd goes up, Dillinger is loose! <laughs> once more loose, but he will not be at liberty long. Any man who elects to declare his own personal war against society has all society against him. There has never been a man since time began who could get away with that sort of attitude long. Millinger has asked for it, and the next time he runs up against a police officer, it may not be as humane a chap as Jimmy Heron. He may not get a chance to put his hands up. The officer may shoot first and talk afterwards, which in the case of men like Dillinger is the most efficient way to operate. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, Rio Grande cracked gasoline with tetraethyl is made by a modern, nuts of the minute refining method, the cracking process. That is where it gets its name. By subjecting the crude oil to terrific heat and pressure, the result is a gasoline that averages 10 points higher in natural anti knock than gasoline which are not cracked. Also, tetraethyl lead has long been one of the many advantages of Rio Grande crack. We suggest that you give Rio Grande a test, try one handful. We believe But once you have experienced the blighting performance of this great gasoline, you'll never again be satisfied with gasoline made by old-fashioned methods. You be the judge. Police department calling all cars, attention all cars. In reference to broadcast 17, three of the suspects referred to in this broadcast and are now in custody, but Dillinger is loose. Watch your step, boys. That's all. Ridgely, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.